Asia Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. All views of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday, the 16th of February. I think that's the date. I actually don't think that's the date. In any event, uh, you're listening to Community Radio 3CR. I'm Giselle Hanna and I am taking you through to uh, 9.30 this morning. Um, Of course, Pierre is not here this morning. I am not entirely flying solo, but... um, you know, apparently the trick these days is to share the load. Uh, well, that's what's happening today. In the second part of the show, I am bringing you an interview actually that we brought you uh, last year, looking at the OHS issues in Samsung in South Korea. We spoke to Jung Ok Kong, and she is the head of an organisation called Sharps, which is campaigning around the rights, the occupational health and safety rights of the Samsung workers in South in South Korea. So we'll bring you that in the second part of the program. But of course, Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web, allthews.aawl.org.au. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. So look us up on those social media platforms. Um, uh, And you can also email us at aawl at aawl.org.au. So I'm going to uh, talk, I'm going to bring you news from around the region in just a moment um, and then in the second part of the show that interview that I mentioned and then I'll give, I'll make some announcements towards the end of the show about some upcoming uh, public meetings and um, some demonstrations uh, and some organising meetings that you should get along to as the struggle intensifies not just here in Australia but in other parts of the world also. So kicking off news from around the region, we're going to start in the Philippines. Last Thursday, Maria Reza, an award-winning Philippine journalist and editor of the investigative internet news site Rappler, was freed on bail. Maria had been arrested the day before and held in detention at the National Bureau of Investigation in the capital, Manila, on a cyber libel charge that carries a 12-year prison sentence. Condemnation and protests against her arrest spread quickly globally over social media sites. It's widely believed that her arrest is due to the site's continuing investigations and criticisms of the presidency of Duterte and his murderous anti-drug crackdown. On her release, Maria thanked all her supporters and said that her arrest was another example of the administration's abuse of power and weaponization of the law. Of course, these new cyber um, offences are prolific across Asia. We know that in Malaysia and in Thailand there are new specific laws to do with um, cyber activism. So not just seeing it in the Philippines, but definitely something to be concerned about and to organise against. Moving now to Bangladesh. More Bangladeshi workers are losing their jobs. Earlier this month, we brought you news of the widespread strikes and actions over the last two months by Bangladeshi garment workers for better working conditions and a living wage. We'd reported that amid state repression and arrests of activists, around a thousand workers had lost their jobs. 
Unfortunately, we now have to report that currently almost 12,000 workers have been sacked while police have filed cases against 3,000 workers for, to, for participating in this protest. If you can just get your head around those numbers, 12,000 workers have been sacked and police have filed cases against 3,000 workers for participating in those protests. As employers now use biometric data linked to workers' employment records, terminated workers struggle to find new employment as this data is cross-analysed to identify workers and deny them employment based on their involvement in trade union activities and protests. So a country as poor as Bangladesh is able to use biometric data to track its worker activists, its union activists, in order to increase repression against them. These workers were employed in subcontracting companies that were producing for some of the biggest fashion labels in the world, like H&M, Mango, Matalan, Aldi, Marks & Spencer, Puma, Walmart and others. Moving now to Sri Lanka. Last week, we also reported that how the Sri Lankan president, Mathrapali Sirisena, travelled to the Philippines to praise President Duterte's criminal crackdown on people who use drugs. This week, upon his return to Sri Lanka, Sirisena's administration put out adverts for two vacancies for a hangman. The advert states that the successful candidate must be of strong moral character and possess mental strength. The salary is advertised as $200 US a month. Given Sri Lanka's poor human rights track record, this is a worrying development and no doubt there will be no shortage of poor and desperate lumpen proletariat seeking to take up that, those positions. Moving now to India. This week, workers at the tyre manufacturing company of MRF, Tiruvottiyur, uh, uh, excuse me for the mispronunciation, in that plant in Chennai, in Ta- Tamil Nadu, went on strike for three days after the management installed CCTV cameras in all departments. The move by management, according to workers, came after a recent court judgment on a case related to installation of CCTV cameras at the workers' gate and in the canteen. In this context, the management's move to install the CCTV cameras is seen by the workers to increase the control over production at the factory. The workers at the MRF plant have a long history of militant unionism in the region and this move by management is seen as an attempt to intimidate workers. Of course, like the other stories we brought you today, the installation of these CCTV cameras will be no doubt to further police workers and prevent union organising, but as uh, the workers have identified, to increase pressure on them to produce more for the factory. And now in Indonesia... In 2012, hundreds of workers employed by the Panorab Group were illegally dismissed in a clear case of union busting following a strike by the workers. The Panorab company was producing goods for Adidas and Mizuno Company, so it's a clothes manufacturing or garments manufacturing. The workers continued their fight against the company and demanded full payment for wages and severance payments. Their struggle attracted a lot of solidarity internationally. Both Adidas and Mizuno refused to get involved, stating that it was up to Panorab to pay its workers. 
Unfortunately, after six years of struggle, the union representing the workers has accepted an inadequate financial settlement from the company. Workers are now set to receive around $340 US in compensation for that entire industrial action and for being underpaid for such a long time. The union estimates that this is only about a quarter of what the workers are entitled to. That is the news from around the region. This is Asia Pacific Currents. I'm going to go to to some community announcements. Of course, it's Subscriber Drive and we want anyone out there who is not a subscriber to support community radio, to support workers' voices and marginalised voices staying on the airwaves. There is power in numbers and there is power in independent, community-run media. Join the swelling number of people fighting back by becoming a member of your radical activist radio station. Show us your love and subscribe to 3CR. Call us on 9419 8377 or pay online 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. Transitions Film Festival returns to Cinema Nova this February with a selection of cutting-edge documentaries about what it means to be human. Featuring local and international documentaries, the festival covers social and technological innovations, big ideas and changemakers leading the way to a better world. Themes include art, activism, climate change, food revolutions, artificial intelligence and the future of our planet. Transitions Film Festival, February the 21st to March the 8th at Cinema Nova. Tickets from transitionsfilmfestival.com. A 3CR supporter. It's 11 minutes past 9 o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents and I'm Giselle Hanna. Uh, in December last year, we brought you an interview with Jung Ok Kong from Sharps. Sharps is an organisation that works to hold Samsung Corporation to account for its horrendous occupational health and safety record amongst South Korean workers. This interview was conducted, as I said, in December last year. So any dates that you hear need to be taken in the context of that. So very early on in the interview, Jong Ok Kong refers to last December, that is December 2017. Here is Pierre interviewing Jung Ok Kong. There have been more recent deaths of Samsung electronic workers due to exposure to the chemicals that we're working with. Can you briefly tell us what has happened? Last year, December 27th, a female worker died from lung cancer and she was born in 1986 and she went to Samsung Electronics, the LCD manufacturing facility, uh, right after graduation of the high school and from 2003 December until 2011 May, she worked there for seven and a half years and then quit the job due to the health problem. And then in 2013, she got the terminal stage of lung cancer 
So she got that terminal stage of lung cancer in her 20s and died in 20s. And she never smoked. And there is no lung cancer in her family history. But during her work in Samsung Electronics, she was exposed to chemicals such as acetone and isopropyl alcohol and other organic solvents. And also she worked you know, manually and she needed to work various kind of different, many different jobs without proper education and training on safety and health. But the government uh, refused to recognize her cancer as occupational one because uh, they could not find any evidence through the investigation of the factory because actually they investigated long after her working period, which means in 2014. So... (laughs) So far, shops have has heard 76 deaths from Samsung Electronics Semiconductor and LCD manufacturing uh, facilities. And last year, in 2015, six of the workers died from cancer and other disease. So it's kind of ongoing problem. It's a, it's a terrible toll on, on, on workers, and that is obviously just the, the, the ones that die, let alone the ones that get injured. So have there been any cases that have gone to court regarding compensation for this damage? Actually, here in Korea, the workers' compensation and recognition of occupational disease is very slow, and actually, in general, it's really anti workers right but i can tell you that slow but very steadily uh, we have achieved the recognition and compensation so for example this year at the end of january we got the victory uh, through the court that ovarian cancer from samsung semiconductor factory is related to work uh, so this is the the first in Korea, uh, the first case of ovarian cancer. And this is also very young female worker who got the cancer in early 20s. And she died actually uh, after 12 years of struggle against the cancer. So we got very important victory. But uh, sorry to say the government appealed to this court decision. So now this historical victory is delayed again. So we are fighting for achieving this kind of legal compensation and recognition because it's very critical to make the the employers and the government do their responsibility to for prevention. Yes, and unfortunately it's in many countries of, of the world it's, uh, it's very hard to get uh, good compensation for workers who get injured. Now also uh, Samsung uses a lot of uh, subcontracting workers who are employed by subcontracting companies and this has created new problems as well in terms of occupational health and safety standards. I think this is very generalized and serious problem that the subcontract workers 
are exposed more and more to the hazards of the workplace because the big companies they they do not have they protected the workers rather these big companies choose to move the hazards into the smaller companies or outsource those hazards into the subcontract workers and here is very 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 critical accidents here in Korea recently so last January we found five subcontract workers working for the components of smartphone of Samsung were exposed to the methyl alcohol which means methanol and they lost their vision uh, so two of these victims lost their vision uh, permanently and others are still under the treatment so these workers just they used this toxic chemical very very notorious toxic toxic chemicals without any protection and even the employer who hired the subcontract workers did not know this kind of chemical can affect the vision and permanent uh, visual loss. So this is very clear evidence to show how so-called occupational safety and health management cannot succeed without proper regulation of the subcontract works. And same as other countries, Korean government try to push the new labor policy which gives more freedom of employers to use the subcontract workers especially for the dangerous and hazardous work so this labor policy or the politics is very very important to protect workers life and the right you're very correct uh, there, Jong. And of course, um, one of the features of the Samsung Corporation that it's got a real long history of repressing any union organizing inside its factory. Is that still the case for workers in Samsung? I'm very sad to say this answer, but yes, still Samsung, they never, never permit the, the workers' union or any types of independent organization of workers but uh, there are some workers especially in Samsung Electronics Service Center they, they are indirect employees of Samsung and they repair Samsung Electronics home electronics and these workers made their union and still they are fighting to keep this the major unionists are punished or dismissed and they are under super big pressure uh, but still they are fighting to keep this independent union and also there is a branch of Samsung group which is called as Everland the name is amusement park <laughs> but the company itself it does not have amusement park only but also it has a lot of different business and a few workers organize themselves into the independent union and 
and also they are fighting against huge union boosting of Samsung. We can only uh, wish all these uh, workers all the best because we know the importance of unions in terms of occupational health and safety standards. Now, getting back to your Mm -hmm. campaigning, one Mm -hmm. of the big actions that you're doing is you're having a sit-in outside Samsung's corporate headquarters in Seoul. Um, Can you tell us how many months you've been there and what are your demands? We started that October 7th last year, so it's a, a, about 200 days now, 24 hours uh, on the street. And we started this sit-in protest demanding Samsung's sincerity on the social talk, which means several years ago they had suggested to have a talk over occupational disease. Uh, So Shops and Samsung agreed with three agenda talk. I mean, talk on three agenda, a policy, compensation, and prevention. And we had two years of social talk. But last year, Samsung just broke their promise for this uh, because they hate the process of talk and they just made their unilateral compensation system and they announced that everything is done now all the problem is addressed and there is no need to talk so actually uh, the victims and activists in shops uh, we were uh, deceived by samsung so the the main demand of our sit-in protest is that Samsung should keep their own promise on social talk over occupational disease and they should do their responsibility. So we are waiting for their response and we want to keep going the social talk. Obviously, um, you're having a very hard fight on your on your hands. And of course, uh, regular listeners to this program would also know that in the last few months, especially um, at the end of last year and early this year, there have been a mm-hmm. lot of arrests of trade unionists in South Korea. How has yeah. this impacted on you in terms, is it harder for you to campaign or for workers' rights now? Actually, it's terrible here. You cannot believe that is 21st century. If you see the police and the government and all the companies are suppressing and they are doing their, the worst thing that they can imagine to suppress the unionists. And especially KCTU, the biggest organization of Korea workers, they KCTU also has a lot of damage by this suppression. So in general, even in KCTU, and it's worse in the individual company level. So you can say that all the independent and democratic union are suffering from very, very hard pressure. And actually, very recently, there are several deaths of unionists because of very long-term suppression. They got depression, uh, the mental illness, and committed suicide. 
So it's really heartbreaking. And also, we are here, we have achieved the, the basic right based on the solidarity among workers. And now you can see all those people in our solidarity line are suffering from their own struggle uh, and very inhuman suppression. So, yeah, it's very hard period. But I can say that uh, Shops is not only the the victim of this hard time, but also everyone in Korea is going through this hard, difficult, bad times. And I really hope we can overcome very soon. We wish you all all the very best and uh, we send our greetings and solidarity and uh, we'll certainly keep our listeners and ourselves updated with your very, very important fight for the the lives and the health of of workers. So thank you very much. Thank you. And all the best. Thank you. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. Yes, that's right. You are listening to 3CR, the voice of dissent. Incidentally, it is subscriber drive. I'll announce those details in a minute, but you, the interview you were listening to was Pierre Morrow in, uh, interviewing Jong Ok Kong from Sharps, the um, South Korean uh, occupational health and safety organisation campaigning for the rights of Samsung workers and workers in the electronics industry. As I said, it is subscriber drive. This is the time of year that 3CR asks you, our listeners and our members and our supporters, to subscribe to the station. Um, subscription costs are $35 concession, $75 waged and $150 solidarity. Um, 3CR is driven by the energy, politics and passion of our volunteers and members. We are the ones who turn up week in, week out to do the work and we do need your commitment to keep us on air. Um, So please give us a ring this week um, and pledge your support for Community Radio 3CR. Um, There is... this world right now requires independent community-run media so that uh, to get around all of the fake news out there. It is, uh, I mean, the last couple of minutes of the show, so there are some public meetings I want to announce. The first one is on Tuesday evening. This is a Workers' Solidarity General Meeting. There's a There are a lot of industrial disputes on at the moment that we need to support with rank-and-file militant unionism. So that meeting is at 6 o'clock on Tuesday the 19th of February at Trades Hall in the archive room, so please get along to that. Also, there's a Hands Off Venezuela public meeting, which is on Tuesday the 20th of February, also at Trades Hall, and that meeting starts at 7 and uh, runs kind of into the evening. Um, But it is a meeting to discuss the dangerous escalation of US aggression with Australia's support against the Republic of Venezuela. And of course... 
We're coming into the International Women's Day period. Uh, Of course, IWD is on the 8th of March um, and the rally itself in Melbourne, Victoria is on the 8th of March at 5.30pm on that Friday starting at the State Library. So get that in your diary and everybody turn out for International Women's Day. Uh, That is all we've got time for on today's program of Asia Pacific Currents. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next Saturday with more news and current affairs from the Asia Pacific region. But coming up next is Palestine Remembered. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.